Can you please introduce yourself? Good morning. Thank you for having me here. Uh, my name is Mohammed Sadiq Qadri. Uh, my postcode is CF117DY. Which country you are from? I am from Afghanistan, a province called Herat. Uh, I lived uh, there uh, from when the Soviet war, the Russian was invaded Afghanistan. Uh, I lived there until 1985, and we could not keep the pressure of war and bombing, so we migrated to Iran uh, because my grandfather, uh, may God bless his soul, he was sending my mother an emotional letter to come and visit me because for him it was not possible to visit Afghanistan. And my grandfather told my mother, if you don't come, you may not see me because I don't, I don't have long to live. So we went to Iran and then my grandfather said, I will not let you go back because the life there is not livable or tangible. And uh, my grandfather miraculously knew that he wasn't be around. And as he mentioned on the letter, a year later he passed away. And from there my uncle took our responsibility and raised us and provided provision for us. Uh, then we migrated to Pakistan because Iran was difficult as well to live as Afghan still is, and they don't like Afghan. And uh, we went to Pakistan and I, we lived in, in Pakistan from 1988-89 to uh, 1991. And then uh, my uncle tried a few times to go to America by paying the smugglers and all that. And my uncle said to uh, find a proper person to migrate, take us to America, paid money and all. And then we left Pakistan for America. But when we came to Moscow, uh, we came to Tashkent and then Moscow. And then the smuggler said, uh, sorry, money is finished, you have to pay more. That's what they do, smugglers, when they bring people out of way, they know where to ask for, demand for more money. So my uncle said, oh, we don't have more money to pay you. And he said, America is cancelled, you can go to Argentina or to Netherlands. There is a fresh country uh, accepting migrants in Europe. Uh, my uncle, because I was underage, I was about 10, so I couldn't have any opinion to add it into the situation. Because he was the family head. Me, my grandmother, my brother who passed away in COVID, he was with me. Um, then he told, he paid a little bit more money and we came to Netherlands and we became migrant from for five, six years we were there waiting for our migration uh, status and then the Dutch government uh, refused it a few times because they said we cannot accept you because you don't have a political claim. You're not uh, with the government, you're not with the enemy, uh, you're just an asylum seeker who left the country because of the pressure. So because Afghanistan was falling in the hand of the Taliban, previous Taliban, in the 1996. So the Dutch government does not have any option to send us back to Afghanistan. So they give us the friendly status, they called it in that time, and we become Dutch resident, we become passport holder of Dutch country. And we stayed there, I stayed there till 2004. Why did you choose to come to the UK? First time I came to UK and Sheffield to visit a friends and family. 
and I saw the different the culture in the UK comparing with the Netherlands, uh, diversity, all the other Asian people living different than Holland. So I kind of fall in love with the culture, and I decided to come to UK. Uh, and the Europe became when the Dutch was uh, UK was part of the Europe before the Brexit. So we came there, uh, and I came here, and I uh, started working and applied for national interest. In 2006, I came here. In January 2006, I came here and I applied for the national insurance and I started working till now. Now I'm doing a taxi. It's been since 2012, I'm a taxi driver in Cardiff. Have you been able to fulfill your aspirations in the UK? I feel kind of alienated at the person feelings because for whatever reason, I personally feeling from inside empty. My soul belongs back to my country. I wish that my country become similar like other countries that can live in peace um, and I could go back. But it's not possible. There's no guarantee what's going to happen tomorrow. And as a person, I try to make a living here, uh, follow the rules, follow the law. Although it is not fair for us, comparing to the um, born and bred British person in this country. Um, the job wise, before I become a taxi driver, I tried, I was hired as the agency worker, and I was the first one who was showing the door, because I always hoped I can get a permanent job so I can take a mortgage and buy a house and everything. It's not easy for a foreigner to have all the facilities, especially if you're not uh, proper educated and you do not have a degree uh, in that field. Uh, so you're always doing jobs you don't against your will, you don't want to do it, but you do it to provide for your family. And I am doing that since I came to UK 2006, and now I'm just doing the job I don't like, but I don't want to be useless person, I just want to be somebody who uh, stand on my feet. And in my field at the moment, it's um, I have to cope more, I have to uh, uh, live with it and accept it because I'm not in my country and whatever racial ra abuse or racism comes towards me, it shouldn't be, but it is. I have to, I have no choice. Did you find any challenges after coming to the UK? In my taxi business, yes, a lot. Especially when they go out on the weekend and they said uh, they abuse you, even physically try to attack you, uh, where you're from. You, every day they ask you, the first thing they ask you, where you're from? Where, why are you here? And you explain that to them and they are not in a state of mind, they keep repeating that and then uh, swear at you. Call your name and treat you like worse than a history Sometime in my business, I have feared for my life because the racism took to the level of violence. And I don't know what is my my mistake. I never find the reason why I. What is it my fault? I'm giving them a public service. 
it is 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 12 o'clock, midnight. They are drunk, they want to be home safe. And we give utmost respect for, to them and end up being abused and racist because of our skin color and where we are geographically from. Are you able to follow your culture in the UK? UK comparing to other European countries is uh, much blessed. We can fulfill our culture, we can have our eat, and we can fast, uh, we can go to the mosque, uh, we can wear our own cultured clothes. But uh, in terms of the whole country or whole city, for example, Cardiff, if Eid is coming, nobody celebrates. Only the Muslims celebrate among themselves. I wish it was a way that everybody could participate in our happiness because Eid is all about forgiving and celebration. But it's not happening. It's just a, it's a they is expecting us to celebrate Christmas. It's nothing to do with us. But if I expect them to celebrate Eid, no, they shouldn't get older. So it's always opposite. I expect from you to do what I want, but if you have any wishes or expectations from us, sorry. Is there any solutions to the challenges? Open communication is, is the way forward. We all have. Uh, if, you're, if a person is not Muslim, he should not be afraid to ask a Muslim whatever wishes with the respect and if it's a Muslim have a question from non-Muslim he should have asked with the respect not to offend his belief. I think I have experienced it and I have for the last 12 years that's what I do with my customers and I learn from them and they learn from me. change uh, without effort, number one, from uh, everybody. Uh, people willing to need to be changed. If the people are not willing to change, it will never change. Because, and number two, false media should be stopped. Should not be published false media, false news against any religion or any sector. 